Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Elevated Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fouts, and today is a special episode. I have a guest speaker today, Amanda Gaverney, with I Am Heart High. She is a spiritual life coach, a Reiki master, among many other things, and I'm so excited to have her speak today. I know this is usually, like, this is off topic from what I usually post, but I think this portion of the wellness industry can still be relevant to estheticians. And also just like helpful for anyone else that listens, it might be something foreign to you, but I feel like when you open your mind and you allow yourself to learn new things, it can be beneficial. I have definitely, you know, practiced wellness in a different way over the last few years, and I'm excited to learn some new things and some new practices that, um, Amanda knows more about than I do, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. So if you're interested, then keep on listening. All right, you guys, so I have Amanda here, owner of Heart High. She's on Instagram as it's I am Heart High, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. And I'm totally going to screw it up. So why don't you tell me like who you are, what you do, like what your title is? Sure. So Emily, thank you so much for having me on first and foremost. My name is Amanda Gavarni and again, I am the owner and founder of Heart High it's a spiritual life coaching and intuitive healing uh, company. So it's kind of a wellness umbrella. And uh, yeah, so that's what I, that's what I do. Um, spiritual life coaching is, a lot of people don't know what that is. So it's for everyone, first of, first of all. Its purpose is to shift your being into a state of peace and calm. So the purpose is... Is, is really to get yourself to kind of calm down because most of us live in our mental space, which is kind of where the chatter happens. And the goal of life coaching in this way is to kind of calm that portion down, let that step back and encourage your spirit to step forward because we're really spirits in human bodies. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I, you know, we, what we do is, is I help you to see that everything has every experience in your life has a reason and a purpose and that pain is mandatory but suffering is optional so it's kind of just to remember that you're perfect and you've always been perfect and you're a creator so you can create whatever you want out of life and that's kind of what my purpose in my life is to assist other people in remembering these things So I feel like separating it from like a traditional life coach, it's much more obviously spiritual, but um, very much having to do with like mindfulness too. Would you say that's like, is that correct or? Absolutely. Because what we, um, you know, assist people in is releasing. Um, There's ways to release through release letters, essential oils, um, crystals. So again, there's, there's different 
ways, um, you know, that's kind of, I guess, the spiritual part is, you know, being open to prayer, being open to, you know, positive affirmations, um, you know, just that there's ways of healing that might be not what you traditionally thought. So, you know, life coaching is all about healing and and releasing and, and living your best life and creating your best life. And doing this, I assist other people in discovering these modalities. That's really what they are. They're modalities that will assist your being in healing and processing stuff. Do you think a lot of the people that do um, invest in your business and seek out your, your coaching are already like enlightened individuals? Or do you think they're trying to start their journey of enlightenment? Because I think we talked about it before that I'm from the South, um, I'm from Louisiana, and a lot of people there aren't really in an enlightened state. And so a lot of what you offer and just like wellness in general is very foreign to a lot of people. So does just like everybody from all paths of life seek you out or are they on the, this like enlightened path? That's a great question. And I think that it's twofold, meaning I, most of the people that have come so far are people that are not necessarily proclaimed to be on some sort of spiritual path, so to speak. But there's another handful of people that are and that are just confused because there's a lot of infer- there's a lot of things out there. Um, I'm going to use the word metaphysical shops out there. Those would be somewhere where you know maybe you grew up and you would see a shop that had crystals and herbs and. You know, you didn't really know what it was, but it's kind of cool, and yeah, you kind of wanted to dip your toe in the water, you know, and see what it was about. But growing up, there was really no information that was provided. So the the twist here is, I'm not just saying, hey, go go use a crystal or essential oil, but I'm explaining what that actually can do to assist the body. So it's, it's more informational. It's it's less woo-woo than people think because that's also a word that people like to use. But then the people that are, you know, considering themselves, you know, spiritual already, it's good because it helps a little bit to, you know, break barriers of certain, in, in other ways, you know, maybe a faith or a prayer or, um, you know, daily gratitude, um, simple things like that so I mean they might have a you know they might know a little bit more think that they know I mean when I started this journey you know everybody thinks that they know everything right Mm -hmm. and and then you start to kind of peel back more layers and more layers and more layers and you and you realize you know there's so much more to really learn and observe and and be a part of so it's it's pretty cool to see to see that happening yeah and I'm like I don't know recently I guess within the past five years I'm like a type of person that I always want to keep learning um because I don't know I've experienced like you said some you know people might think you know everything and that's where you get stuck so I just like never want to stop learning and I've always been really interested in this portion of the um, wellness industry and over the past year or maybe two years I would say I've been getting a lot more into mindfulness and actually practices that encourage me to um be in a positive state and a gratuitous state 
That's excellent. So with that being said, like what are some of your favorite practices to exercise mindfulness? So before I say that, um, you mentioned something really interesting and, and cool, mm -hmm. but you said, you know, you, you didn't want to stop when you're growing. So what that says to me is that you realize that life is a process within a process within a process. So it's not a quick fix. Most people think, let me go to the doctor, put a bandaid on it, take some medicine, it'll go away. Listen, that there there is a time and a place for that, totally. However, there's a lot of things physically that have to do with your emotions. And by dealing with your emotions and also alternatively treating them, you can work with Eastern and Western medicine together to really heal your body. I mean, you you can heal your body. That's we're designed to heal. Um, people have just since forgotten that. So, so to that point, um, I mentioned before release letters. As a life coach, I assist people in releasing things, starting from, it might seem trivial, but starting with uh, your childhood, with parental things, um, and then moving up through maybe releasing relationships or death experiences, or it could be anything. It could be your boss. You could have had a shit day and your boss, you know, you know, pissed you off. So I'll help you write that release letter to your boss. But the idea is to really, instead of calling that person and, you know, bad mouthing them or, you know, saying some hurtful things to, to that person that, that annoyed you, you're going to write it and you're going to channel it because something happens when you, you know, have that thought and it transfers down your arm into the pen or the keyboard. And then you have this letter, you read it out loud there's a good chance you might cry, emotions could come up, and then you burn it and you release the ashes into the wind. And there is something about that that helps to just make it a little bit lighter. So that's a huge, a huge tool. Um, I kind of look at this as like the spiritual toolbox, right? So release letters, essential oils. Um, there's some amazing essential oils that do various things and can absolutely assist in um, wellness altogether. So, I mean, I can elaborate on that at another time. Um, tapping, something uh, Brad Yates is, is great. You can Google that. Um, is that like an, an anxiety thing where like people tap to like reground themselves on their... Kind like... of, exactly. Like I find tapping works when, when like you're really in a panic or having a major anxiety attack and you need to calm down quick. So there's there's points, select points on the face and the head and the collarbone area um, that you just tap. And and again, if you look, if you Google Brad Yates, there's some videos online, and you can just kind of follow along. And then ultimately, you know, you don't need to do that, but you you realize then where the points are, so you can start tapping when you're feeling um, you know stressed out. So again, these are all things to help your spirit to help your your being when you're you know when you're crazy when you're when you're stressed when you know i mean this is the world that we live in people are afraid people are living in fear people are depressed people are leaving this planet every day um so these are ways to shift yourself out of that state um crystals are great i know i mentioned it before 
They really are. I mean, I, I can't say enough. I have a lot of crystals in my house. I'm so and... interested in crystals. <laughs> like I, okay, so I have a theory, but I, I'll ask you that in a second. But I want to like something that you said. You said like all those practices are like shifting you out of a state, and. I think it's so important for people to have these helpful tips because a lot of people don't know how to shift their self out of it. And that's when you go to alcoholism or these different coping mechanisms that Absolutely. are harmful to you. So why not allow yourself to have helpful coping mechanisms? Absolutely. And that's exactly it. And, and listen, all of us have come from different places and spaces and, you know, we are who we are now because of the experiences that we have lived both personally and, you know, within our family and friends life. And that's, you know, coming to you today, I am who I am because of all of the tools and all the work that I continue to do on myself and with myself. And it's a never ending process, but you just have to be willing to, take that step. You know, a lot of people will make excuses. And, you know, again, it's that phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So it's the same thing here. You have to be ready. And when you're ready, when something happens, and you're just like, man, I do not need to live like this anymore. Something snaps or shifts in your, you know, in your mental and your spirit. And it's like, okay, like, I'm going to figure this out. So you know, for myself, um, I'm a single parent and I went through a terrible divorce and I made all of these excuses about, you know, oh, I can't see a therapist because of this, that, and the other. Anyway, I finally decided no more excuses. And I found someone that was online that we would FaceTime and I started to not make excuses. And you just spit it in. I would put the kids to bed and I jump on a call with, you know, with this person that I was working with at the time. And she was wonderful. And funny enough, I found her through a podcast. That's <laughs> <So> funny. <laughs> you, you just never know. But I mean, since COVID, the beauty of therapy in any sort is that you can do it from anywhere. So a lot of the work that I do is you know, we use a program called Doxy Me and, and that's, you know, it's a, kind of like a WebMD type of thing. And, you know, you go on, you FaceTime with clients and it's no excuses. You can fit it in any time. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing. So, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. <laughs> completely divert. But the point is, is that if you're ready, if you know that you're tired of living the way that you're living, mm -hmm. it's up to you to make that shift and only you nobody else can assist your being other than yourself. Yeah. And I think something that I feel like relates to that is you've, pro I don't know if you've heard of this figure of speech or matter like, okay, so there's this family and then there's two siblings, you know, they're raised by the same mom and dad. They have the same upbringing. One turns out as a product of their parents and the other one, you know, lives the total opposite life. So it all has to do with like what you choose to do with the environment that you were in. You can choose to overcome it and build from it, or you can choose to be like a product of it, you know? So as long as you're willing, you definitely can change and improve and be better and live the life that you want. Absolutely. And, and you hit, you hit it on the head. I mean, we are, 
Sorry, I got all fired up. <laughs> we, we, we were raised in a society that tried to put us all in a box. They try, you know, you go to school and it's like, okay, this is what you need to wear and this is how you need to look. And, you know, this is what's, you know, you're following, you're following what everybody's supposed to do. And I will raise my hand because I was one of those people too. I, I was a good kid. I went to school. I did my thing. I, I went to college. I graduated from college. I got married. I got divorced. <laughs> I got married again. I had kids. I got divorced. I mean, I tried to live this, you know, the picture perfect life that you see in the Hallmark movies, right? You see this like picket fence and a house and, you know, family, kids, pet. And that's what I, at least for me, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And that's what I thought happiness, quote unquote, looked like. Mm -hmm. And as I did all those things, I realized that is not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and as I continue to shift and grow and work on myself, these things kind of started to come out. So you start to realize you don't have to be fit into this box that, you know, you're, you're meant to be this spirit living on the outside of this box. And, and, you know, my sister and I are very different people, you know, we come from two, you know, same parents, you know, but She's living that life, you know, never been divorced, has a, you know, my niece and husband and they just got a dog. And again, I think it's wonderful. That's, that's, you know, that's great. I love that for my family, you know, but my life just looks different. And that life for me was not the life that worked, you know, so I just needed to see what, what made me happy. And that's the whole point is it, there, there is no right or wrong mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a farce it's 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 you and you just have to find what makes you happy and live that that way so is, is it safe to say I don't just like I don't know this just popped in my head like I feel like spiritual life coaching or enlightenment leads you to living your best authentic life yes ma'am. I feel like that's kind of like what you were saying and like where that's led you. Now you're living your best authentic life as a result of being in an enlightened state. I, I believe so. And I, you know, I, I don't really use that word enlightened state, but mm -hmm. I would use the word I'm living at a higher vibrational state. That's, that's kind of how we talk about things. Things can be high vibrational or low vibrational. And, you know, people that are operating at a low vibration or possibly making choices that are not in the best interest of that person. That makes sense. You know, but it, as a high vibrational, um, living more high vibrationally, the goal is to have your spirit in balance. So you're a fourfold being. So you have your body, mind, spirit, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Sorry, kind of said that backward. And under that umbrella, there's things through each of those four that as a life coach, I assist people in understanding and balancing. So you want to balance your being. And when you're in balance, you have less of a wobble. So you have less of a, you know, um, you're teetering, you're not teetering, you know, you're, you're, that's, you're, that's what, where you're living your most authentic self, you know, and that's a lot of the stuff to go back to the earlier conversation some of the things that I was mentioning, the release oils, the tapping, the um, essential oils, I'll list a few more. 
um, you're going to laugh, but sex is one thing because that is a way to release. So people don't really talk about that a lot, but that is a method of relaxation and release and it feels good. So that's important to do, especially if you're in a healthy consenting relationship (laughs) and other things are sound healing exercise. Um, it's important to walk at least 10,000 steps a day. Um, gratitude lists, uh, multivitamins, having a juice. That's something that I'm pretty religious about. I, I make a juice that's a blend with just fruits and vegetables and purified water. I just started juicing. So I have to, I'm going to have to (laughs) get some recipes from you. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we could definitely chat more, but those are the things those are the types of things quickly, you know, that can get your being into balance. So again, you know, you just really, that's so important to have the balance. And, and when you have that balance, you are living your best life, I do believe. And, and things are less blocked in that, in that regard. Perfect. I love the way that you explain that. And I try to like, with the little knowledge that I have on it, I just, you know, try to preach positivity and mindfulness and practicing gratitude to get yourself in an abundance mindset like when I'm speaking to other estheticians and I feel like just practicing those things have made such it's been life-changing for me it really has Mm -hmm. so like on every full moon uh, I've just always been enamored by the moon I'm not like a witch or anything but I just it's beautiful and so it happens once a month and so Every full moon, I go out and I look at it and I say, like, thank you to the universe and thank you to God, um, because that's just, you know, I'm a Christian. So um, I say thank you and I'm grateful for this life and I'm grateful for these things that I have. And I think outwardly expressing that gratitude has been beneficial for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's beneficial for everybody, no matter, you know, no matter what you believe, you know, as as long as you believe that there's something, you know, whatever you want to call source, God, the universe, you know, but as long as you're showing gratitude constantly and you're doing it out loud too, that's, I know it seems silly, but it is important to, you know, say that out loud. Um, The I am mantras, there's a little book that I have, um, it's awesome, by Elliot Eli Jackson called the I Am Mantras, and they're they're great, and there's, I read them out loud in the book, which is a little longer, but the main ones, I love to just do in the car with the kids on the way to school or camp or wherever we're going, and they all get into it, and they repeat that. Oh, I love that. You know, I am perfect. I am love. I am creator. You know, I am present. I am hope. I am positive, you know, those are just some, but we'll say them in the car and it just gives us all a boost. And sometimes I need it too, because I'll say to the kids, let's just do some I am monsters real quick and they'll start spitting them out. So I think that's amazing that you're teaching your kids to verbalize these things, because when I was a kid, I was not, um, emotions were not verbalized to me. And so as an adult, it's very hard for me to verbalize my emotions and verbalize my feelings. So even saying out loud, like I can write it down, but saying out loud, those things are hard for me. I And I, sure. I need to dive more into figuring out why that is. But um, yeah, I love that you're doing that with your kids at the age that they are now. And I feel, and to that point, I do feel very blessed to be able to have this information now 
to share with them. And, and, you know, again, you know, my parents did a great job raising me, but they could only um, do what they could do. That's, that's any of one of our family members, you know, they only could operate at the vibration that they were at with the information that they had, right? So they were raised by their parents who knew certain things. And then they thought that what they were, you know, teaching us was the way. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's the way that they knew, you know, they didn't know any other way. It couldn't be any other way. So, you know, to be so, I'll use the word in in the best possible way, but to be so unique and and different in the best way from them, you know, definitely caused some understanding, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, we, we all get along, but it's, it's been a little tough, you know, through the years to try and make them see, okay, well, these choices and decisions are what work for me. Right. You know, you might not understand them (laughs) and you might not, you know, necessarily approve of those things, but this is my life, right? This is who I am and this is Amanda Gavarni's life and I'm, I can do what I choose. <laughs> I think people need to hear that because, you know, I, I definitely will also raise my hand that I am a people pleaser. I'm trying to work on not being a people pleaser, but that goes with my family. It's like, I wanted to please them. I wanted to to be this person I thought they wanted me to be. And as soon as I realized I have to be who I need to be, yeah, I and mean, that's when the shift happened. Yeah, know? we're taught things and at no fault of our own, we have can choose to learn to shed that or not. But well, that's, you know, you're cognizant of it, though. <laughs> well, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, but things are constantly, you know, and again, when you're on this journey, when you're when your eyes are open, your heart's open, your spirit's open, you start to see things, you start to realize, you know, there's a, you know, everything's happening, you know, for you, not to you, you know, things are happening for you. People need to understand that, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you realize that shift too, you know, that life is happening for you. Mm -hmm. I'll have to remember that (laughs) that phrase (laughs) and repeat it to myself. So can we talk about crystals for a second? Sure. Okay. So this is my theory on crystals. I just, you know, I don't know a lot about them. So, I mean, I feel like, so there's power in crystals, um, some people believe, of course, and um, I kind of feel, from what I know, I feel like the power in the crystal, or is my theory at least, is the, what's the word I'm looking for you, like the intention that you're setting with it, like you believe this crystal does this, and Mm -hmm. so it does it because you believe it does. Or uh, how do you feel about crystals, and what do you know about crystals? Well, first of all, you're you're very intuitive. You don't. <laughs> I said that too when I first met you. I you have a knowing about you. Everyone is intuitive, but you definitely have a knowing about you. And with that said, that's a very accurate statement. So most of the time, whatever you need, you personal, your spirit will be drawn to that crystal. So. You know, here's an example, even if you don't believe it for yourself, let a child go into a crystal shop and pick out whatever crystal, you know, whatever crystal they want on the table, right? That crystal is going to be the crystal they need. And then oftentimes when you read 
what that crystal, what the properties of that crystal are, they coincide with something that's going on. I mean, I've done this test before with my own children and it's the coolest thing, but you know, I might not know exactly what the properties of every crystal is because there are many, Right. but, but I'll go to something I need. Like for this call, I'm holding a piece of onyx. <laughs> it, it's kind of calming. It's grounding. Um, it was on my desk and I just grabbed it to kind of just calm myself down and center myself. So I've been kind of just um, holding it the whole time we've been chatting right now. So that's a great example of just taking something that you feel like you may need and sitting with it. And oftentimes, depending on my mood or what's happening in my life, I'll pick up a different crystal and um, keep that with me. And then there's some protection stones as well that are good to carry on your body at all times. So again, there's just so many different things that can assist you. And, and crystals are, again, people are just drawn to them. They don't know why. So I love to be able to kind of take it a step further. And again, even if I don't know what the crystal is, I have <laughs> every book on encyclopedias of crystals. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll figure it out together. But I would just say, you know, that is correct. You're, you're going towards what you need and whatever energy that that crystal is you know, is giving off, is that is the energy you need. That's the simplest way to say it. Nice. So what is, um, do you know much about opal? Like, uh, is there any properties with opal that you're aware of? Yeah. Um, think here opal properties um I got a ring when I was a teenager and then I've always like I've always had some piece of jewelry that had opal in it but um when I was a teenager I don't know where I saw this <laughs> that it like <laughs> protects blonde-headed people and I was like oh, that's so funny that's <laughs> um I've been encourages freedom and, and independence so I think that that's something that could be why you were drawn to it <laughs> so um oh interesting yeah yeah. yeah, I've always been very independent, and my mom said that my husband and my daughter, she takes that after me. She's extremely <laughs> independent. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that, that could be it, um, you know, so you never know. But again, it, that could shift, and you could start to like a different stone and be more drawn to that stone. You, you just don't know, you know. Right. So, um, kind of like, uh, so do you incorporate stones with your Reiki practices? I actually do, yeah. Not, you know, not a ton, but I do have some crystals that I will sometimes use during Reiki sessions, as well as essential oils, just depending on the situation and the, the person. But yeah, crystals are great to use during Reiki. Um, and, and again, every session is so different that sometimes I use them and sometimes I don't. Yeah, <laughs> just depending on like what the person needs, right? Yeah, but they can never hurt. I'll just say that. So if I, if it's in my remembrance, I most likely will use crystals during a Reiki session. So can you tell Although me? You do not have to. <laughs> right. Can, can you tell me like more about Reiki? I know like the gist of it, but um, what is it useful for? And you know, however you want to uh, explain Reiki to people that may not know what it is. 
Sure. So it's an ancient Japanese technique for relaxation that promotes healing by balancing and harmonizing the body, mind, and spirit. So how this is done is through the laying of hands on the different chakras or energy centers in the body. So most likely a practitioner, you know, you're, you lay down on a massage table and I start by laying my hands, you know, and there's there's other smaller chakras so you have seven main chakras down the center of the body but then there's some other chakras as well so i will start to work down the body and lay my hands on the various chakras and energy centers and as i go through the body sometimes i feel things come up sometimes i get visions of certain things all of which I'll share, you know, with the person upon being done. Oftentimes too, you know, some people, some people will tell you why they're coming in for a session. Other people won't. So it depends on, you know, how much information I know or don't know, but I like it kind of when I don't know, because it kind of, I don't want to say tests me, but, but, you know, like I, I'm able to pick up certain things and they're like, oh yeah, that's where, you know, so, so, such and such is going on. So it's interesting to see if I can pick certain things up too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you go down the body, um, you're laying on your back at this point. And again, depending on how long the Reiki session is, you might just stay on your back or they may flip you over. And then again, there's kind of some points on the back that, um, will be hit as well but when you're done the person getting the session normally feels very relaxed um refreshed again releasing um could happen i have never had anybody like release emotionally in in a session but i have had the opposite happen where i've gotten emotional um so that can happen too so it's really just moving energy through the body as a reiki master or practice, you know, person that practices, we ask spirit, we ask to become a channel for spirit. So my body is a vessel for this energy coming in and assisting the person's body that I'm working on. And so going into like chakras, are the chakras like pressure points? Not quite. They're the main energy centers in in the body so and they're all got you know each chakra governs different areas of physical and emotional wellness i'll say that and then they start with the root so your root chakra it's, it's the color of the rainbow so it starts at the base at the root which is red and then it continues up so it goes red orange yellow green blue and then the crown chakra which kind of hovers above the head is sometimes white or a violet kind of color that makes sense and i know a little bit about the main ones i know there's one behind your groin that would be like a sexual one obviously like if you're sexually aroused that's going to be an area of energy you know there um maybe if you're like and you can like correct me or affirm this like you know maybe if you have anxiety it's going to if you're going to feel that in your throat and then like if you're feeling despair or something it could be in your chest I don't know like is that kind of correct with like those different feelings happening in those different areas of your body yeah I mean 
you're you're close <laughs> but yes i mean nothing that you said was right or wrong you know it was it was all good everything that you said was good but um there are different things associated so i would say more let's use the throat for instance so let's say you know you're having a hard time speaking your truth or you know you're you're trying to say something and it's just not either being heard or you know something's going on so whether it's you know emotional or physically happening to you you know your throat chakra could be blocked and that's when you want to work on opening that up so the other day i just did a video and i talked about your solar plexus and opening that up so ways that you can open up blocked areas um are imagining in meditation which is we didn't really talk about but is a really amazing um and life-changing thing to add to everyone's <laughs> day um but in meditation you could think about whatever chakra is blocked opening up like a beautiful flower so if it was the throat I would imagine, you know, the color blue and the throat chakra just opening up like a beautiful flower and allowing my voice to kind of be heard and, you know, just kind of think about it like that. And, you know, if you're really stuck, that's when going to seek a practitioner of these things would be helpful. So a Reiki practitioner, anybody that does energy work, tuning forks, Reiki, um, I don't know. There's lots of things. Access mm-hmm. consciousness bars. Like there, there's just a lot of, there's so many different um, modalities, but I will just say this to everyone listening. The one bit of um, information I will say is that if you decide to use a practitioner for energy work, you are very intuitive as yourself, as a being. So if you have a not good feeling about that person, I would just walk out the door. <laughs> no harm, no foul. But anybody that's practicing energy services should be of the love and light. So if you do not um, feel love and light coming from that person's very being, then I don't think that it would be smart to have that service. That would be my only mm-hmm. word to the wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Reiki is interesting to me, I guess, because it's one of those things that I'm always trying to forever learn, and it's a little foreign to me, so I definitely want to try that. Absolutely. You, you should. It it just feels, like I said, it, it feels very relaxing and, and good, and, and your, any energy work is really cool. Um, we're, we're doing an event. I know, obviously, I live in Arizona, but I'm assisting on an event that's happening in New Jersey in a few weeks, and... Aura photography is something that's going to be happening there. Why I'm bringing this up is because aura photography reads your aura and also shows your chakras and if they're out of whack or imbalanced or whatever. And we were showing what it what the aura looks like before you do a service. So let's just say you know taking a normal picture as you are right now, and then taking a picture after some sort of energy work that's been done. So, um, you know, again, we're just talking about Reiki. There's lots of modalities here, but I'm going to continue with Reiki. So after the Reiki session, you take another picture and you can see such a different aura around your being. So it's, it's extremely healing. And again, there's so many now um, scientific things that have been proven 
about what we're talking about now. So, you know, what used to be as kind of like, oh, you know, that's, that's a little weird or whatever outside the box. Now people are, you know, there's scientific proof that this stuff works, you know, that this is, this is a real deal. So I just think that's really cool now to have some sort of, uh, other proof you know other than just our word <laughs> absolutely so the aura photography is that just a just a normal camera just taking no a... it's a special yeah the person that's coming for the event travels um from florida there's other people that do it across the country i've had it done before um it's just really cool to see and most people that will read your your photograph will give you a little insight so you can get like a you know just a photo with a little bit of information on what your aura looks like versus like a very comprehensive report. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's more involved <laughs> than just the, just the photo. So I've seen a little bit about auras and like people, some people can see people's auras and different auras, like colors mean different things. What, do you mind sharing what your aura is? What color your aura is? Well, it changes. You know? That's oh, it does? Yeah, so depending on what's going on in your life right now, your aura can change. You have, believe it or not, 32 layers to your aura. So it expands the size of a football field. Oh, wow. <laughs> if, you could, if you could believe that, that is exactly what your human aura is. So again, it's what we can't see that freaks people out. And the aura is our the energy that surrounds our being. So you're correct in saying some people can see other people's auras, even with their own, you know, with their own eyes. I can't necessarily do that, but when I am around people that are of a high vibration at times or in certain spiritual settings, I have seen like a glow, I'll say, around their body you know with my with my eyes um I wish I could that'd be so cool I can <laughs> I can feel but I can't you know I can't see <laughs> an aura emanating from anyone you'd be surprised because like I said sometimes it's just you know I you know it, sometimes it's just like you're staring at that person and you're just like wow like that person that you know is exuding energy and people see that even from you they don't necessarily know what they're seeing but you know when someone beelines to talk to you or someone you know, needs you to work on them from an esthetician, you know, standpoint, they somehow need your touch, your spirit, something about you they're drawn to. And that's each one of us as an individual, you know, some people just need to hear the sound of your voice or be in the same room or, you know, be in your presence. Sometimes you don't even have to work on that person, but they just really like being around you. And that's, that's the energy that people can feel that people can sense that awesome so did we touch everything um that it is that um heart high offers you do the spiritual life coaching you're a reiki master oh you do the tuning forks mm -hmm. um real quick what are the tuning forks helpful for so the tuning forks are it's a sound modality. So it's, it's, I talked in, it's funny, I just talked about this yesterday. So there's a doctor, Dr. Emoto, who did these experiments with water. And it was super cool because it shows what happens when you speak to yourself in a positive way and how sound affects 
water. So if your body's made up over 60% of water, sound is affecting the water. So that could be sound that you speak. It could be sound that you hear. And tuning forks, just like crystal singing bowls, affect different layers and chakras and they do similar things to Reiki. So it's using sound to calm down and clear out the chakras. So I do very similar things, but with the tuning fork. So with Reiki, I'm putting my hands on you. With tuning forks, I'm using the tuning fork and I'm making the sound of the tuning fork over each chakra and kind of going down the body that way. There's different types of tuning forks. There's weighted, there's non-weighted. They both have different sound frequencies and each of those sound frequencies resonate with uh, your body in different reg- regards. So it's on a, on a cellular level, like healing yourself, you know, in that, in that way. So it's, again, <laughs> everybody that I've ever done sessions on has fallen asleep. So I guess, again, I think it's yeah. very relaxing. It seems like it's just a very calming, relaxing, um, thing to do so yeah i mean it's no secret that humans even animals too respond to sound like we go to sleep to soothing sounds or certain music makes us feel a certain way so um i like that i've never you know had it done before but yeah and i mean there's and so your point about sounds you know there's binarial beats different sound frequencies you know again they you might not really know what they're doing because they're playing in the background, but they, they're affecting your body on a level that, you know, you don't understand, but it's affecting, you know, it's, it's affecting change. It's, it's promoting healing and, and it's just really great to do. So you can Google stuff like that too, and just have that on in the background. Nice. Well, we're nearing the end of the hour for our call. Um, do you feel like, I feel like we covered a good bit of stuff. I feel oh, like it's sure. all been really I helpful. Talk, I could keep talking, but yeah, but next time we'll, we'll, come <laughs> in on a, we'll come in on a specific topic and talk a little bit more about those. But yeah, there's so many things to discuss, but um, just to wrap up, you know, again, spiritual life coaching is for everybody and anybody, children, adults. And, you know, again, it's just to promote this level of peace and calm within your spirit and just getting everything to calm down. And just know that, you know, you're just having a human experience and all is well, you know, so you can live your best life. You do not have to be stuck. You do not have to live in the darkness. You know, you, you can, you can do this. Anybody can do this, but I will say it takes work. So if you're ready, if you're ready to make a change in your life in any sort of way, shape or form, you just have to be able to want and know that it's time and you're ready to do the work and that it's not a quick fix and it's going to be a continuation and this is you know this is the life that I have chosen to lead and again my experiences have made me who I am and I know it works because I have healed myself and continue to work on my healing as we speak so it's a never-ending process but I practice what I preach and I hope that, you know, if anybody has any questions, they can reach me through my website at IamHeartHigh.com and that's H-I-G-H.com. And uh, again, you know, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, I'm on all those things. I'm sure Emily will post that stuff, but 
But yeah, any questions, you could always email me. I'm happy to answer anybody's questions. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And of course, like we'll be in touch. Um, Amanda is such a sweet and like warm person. If you guys choose to like, you know, um, correspond with her or, you know, seek out her services, I definitely don't think that you'll regret it. And I hope that this has been, um, you know, maybe you learned something new today. So yeah, thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Emily. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Monday at a.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode.